Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Wild Spice and the Baker from Face Beat Heels High Podcast. So thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hey. Thank you for having us. And no Good problem at all. I've been, uh, you know, listening to your stuff for a few months now, and I'm, I'm a fan, so <laughs> I've been wanting to collab yeah. with y'all for a while, and I know we kind of mentioned this like two months ago or something like that we finally set up a time so i'm excited to do this it's Yay. exciting to be here yeah i'm glad it's fine nice to meet you like face to face and all that yeah. zoom, zoom to zoom exactly zoom to zoom face to face however <laughs> yeah. you want to call it um, <laughs> we appreciate but, that you enjoy our work we enjoy yours as well so yay yeah. yeah it makes sense you know we like each other's stuff we got to do something together at least once Absolutely. You know. of course and what so, a thing to do Exactly, the thing to do, and I couldn't have thought of a better topic to talk about with y'all than you know the Undertaker and his career and his retirement, especially considering that you had the dong in your episode. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, we got to do this, you know. And we of do. course, um, you know, you got the Undertaker shirt, so you got the theme going on. I wish I had an Undertaker shirt. <laughs> I did Undertaker that. makeup too. You can't really tell, but I'm Look very purple. I appreciate it. So I want to start off with talking about, you know, how we originally like heard about him and our thoughts as a child, you know, or whenever you, you know, got into him, you may have been in high school. I don't know. But so starting off with you two, like, when did you first, you know, hear about him? Um, I started with, um, back in the day, I guess. I don't really remember a time with that I didn't know who The Undertaker was, if I'm being honest. I just kind of feel like he was always there, like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> like <laughs> The Undertaker. Um, he, is, he is, like, I mean, people obviously won't know because I've never been on your show before, but The Undertaker is actually my favorite wrestler of all time, of all time. Just, like, everything he accomplished i just yeah i think I, I i must have just been like wwf maybe if i like try to remember it was like i was 10 ish around then when i started registering tv <laughs> and <laughs> registering the things around me i was like yeah, it, he's cool he's dead i love him <laughs> i've always been like hella creepy when i was a child too like i was like bubbly and stuff too but i always had like i this affinity for like the darkness and stuff and i was just like he is Perfect. Still the he same. He is now. my theme. He's my theme. He was made for me. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that it was around when you were like ten or so, because that's about the same time when it started happening for me. Um, I, it was around sixth grade, I believe, when I I was always like the tomboy. I always wanted to be hanging out with the boys. I wanted to be the cool girl who hung out with like all the boys, because the girls in my class would just be like, you know, little Sailor Moon and whatnot, which I loved, but I was like, I'm badass. Mm -hmm. So everybody was really into, into wrestling, but because I was the only girl in my entire family, my mom and my grandma would not let me watch wrestling unless I was with my cousins. And whenever my cousins would be watching wrestling, they wouldn't really let me watch with them. But I remember being really like, enthralled by whenever the undertaker came out first of all his intro took forever so i could just awesome. enjoy <laughs> this man coming down or just popping out of nowhere you know um if i'm totally honest with you whenever the actual wrestling started it was like christina we have to go so <laughs> it's not like i really got to see him wrestle much when i was younger that was more of a of a more young adult adult kind of situation 
but his entire vibe, his entire, like his persona, to see a man wearing eyeliner, it was, that was the (laughs) pinnacle for me. I was like, oh, hell yes. Same, bro. (laughs) Same. And for me, like I got, you know, I heard about him around like the late nineties. I was in elementary school. And the first time I remember seeing him was when he was the leader of the ministry of darkness. And that, that's my still to this day favorite version of the undertaker because that was the darkest he's ever been like he was hanging crosses and stuff like that like you would never see that stuff today in wrestling which you know no no (laughs) and i was like being a kid i really thought all this was real like i really thought him and kane were brothers i thought he really burned kane you know Mm -hmm. alive you know that whole storyline you know at the funeral home jesus christ that that. wasn't thing and I remember too, like it may sound kind of weird now because I know it's a touchy subject, but like when Owen Hart, you know, when he had that tragic, you know, accident, yeah. you know, yes. one of my friends told me that, oh, it was the Undertaker, he cut the cord. And, uh, you know, <gasps> so I, it is, is mean, horrible. but we were kids so and, you know, you believe anything you hear and i'm thinking like what if he really did do that because what I, we, we <laughs> that, thought he was I legit mean, it evil. would be on brand right so it's kind of like yeah. adding to the lore of the undertaker and whatnot even if it's yeah not. but okay. obviously we know he really didn't but like i said just as a kid you know you really believe right. that stuff and all that but i was scared of him as a kid and i was really scared like, yeah i was scared of the guy I, I remember that scene where when he first debuted, they show like the crowd and there's like this kid looking terrified, like he's about to cry as the Undertaker's coming out. And I mean, yeah, he really had that effect. And you know, as a you know, as an adult now, I appreciate him a lot more because you know, when I'm a kid, I'm like, I hate him. Like, I you know, I don't want to see him. You know, he's scary. But now as right. a, I'm like, this guy is awesome. You really think that this guy was a cornerstone for. Yeah, every era. Really people, you know, they they remember from the Attitude Era and all that, but they don't, you know, they forget that he was in the early '90s fighting Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake, um, King Kong Bundy, and all of them. So he's been around every like big era and has fought in pretty much anyone. Yeah, like, other than Sting, you know. But you know, he's he's had a match <laughs> against absolutely like every big name you could really think of, and <laughs> as you know, his career went on, you know, he you know, had a lot of great moments, and, like, how do you all feel about WrestleMania 30, like, the way his streak ended, like, I know, like, I don't want to sit there and blame him or anyone, because, you know, he did suffer a concussion early in the match, and that played a big role, but, like, how did you feel when he, uh, his streak actually ended? Heartbroken, devastated. I was, it was weird to see. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, like, I, to me, I just remember him always being Undertaker. So, again, like, <laughs> when the streak ended, it was like, Santa's not real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, I was, I don't even think I was, like, watching wrestling at that point. I was I, re- I had to, like, rewatch but I re- it. But I remember, but I remember when the streak ended. Like, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't watching it. I wasn't there. I would have, like oh my God, I can't. But like, I just remember being like, oh no. Like, it was just sad. It was like a death almost. That's what it kind of felt like to me. So yeah. And like, even though I I had stopped watching wrestling at that point, like it still had an effect on me. I was like, still, I wouldn't say like upset, but it was more of just like, that's really sad. Like, oh man, like it just left like a hole. Yeah, that was rough. But I mean, he tried his best. And like, again, that's just like classic 
wrestling. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't, you, you can try to plan out like how your match is going to go, but like accidents happen, mistakes happen. And I mean, he fucking got a concussion. Concussions are no joke, bro. Like that's like, if you can't remember, if you can't remember what your name is, yeah, that's an issue. This man, like uh, I was, I just like with wild spice, I, stopped watching wrestling at that point but my cousins my family were still really involved and I remember hearing it in passing I remember like oh shit did you see the undertaker oh my god and Brock like oh and I was like oh man I remember these names Mm -hmm. I recognize this and this is like tradition what do you mean the undertaker lost his streak I was I was I was surprised then when I actually got the chance to watch the match I was devastated right. I was like this because it's, it's no not way. it's not the way to end it like I, right. I'm sure that's not how he wanted it to end and that's I'm sure point. if he had it if it had to end it would have it would have gone differently but also it's kind of like those things like fate in the stars or whatever the fuck like for Brock because I don't know it's just kind of like he's the one who broke I don't know it's like a whole thing because I I don't I don't even know if like Brock was supposed to win <laughs> I don't even know so it's just like who knows how yeah, do you feel about like, it yeah honestly like I still wonder to this day like what went on behind the scenes like you mentioned was he even supposed to win it's like mm-hmm. I get that you know they wanted to make you know Brock Lesnar even more of a draw than what he already was but everyone was expecting his streak to end to like, you know, kind of passing on the torch to like a young wrestler. And, you know, we didn't get that. Um, I do remember like when I was young, I don't remember them ever bringing up the streak. I I don't know when it actually became like a thing, but when I had gotten back into wrestling a few years prior to that, it was like um, shortly after WrestleMania 26. And I started, you know, when the, his match with Triple H at 27, when they were like bringing up like, Oh wow, he has the streak. Like, wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I was always thinking like, who should he lose it to? And I remember I, at one point I thought maybe Roman Reigns, Um, he was part of the shield and I really liked him. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't even get me started. I love my Samoans. He's my boy. It's a running joke on the show. It is he a running joke. <laughs> I love Roman Reigns. But, but the funny thing about him losing the streak, that was like right when they, you know, started with the network. And yeah. anyone who had the WWE network when it first started, it had a lot of streaming issues. And right. it, it ended up, we were, it was like a delay and we were like four or five minutes behind. So my wife was on Facebook and someone who actually bought the pay-per-view on TV mm-hmm. who didn't have a delay there, they posted a, a static, you know, post and they're like oh undertaker his streak has ended and my wife just blurted it out and we're still you know watching the magic so that's how we found out so it's like we knew it was gonna happen and it was just like the industry i'm thinking like is this a real did you know is this person trolling us right but yeah it happened and it was just like the weirdest like you said like someone died like the the crowd just died and it was no one knew how to react you know in the crowd and it just it didn't feel right because you know, like I said, you know, it should have been a full-time upcoming yeah. wrestler, not, you know, a part-time guy. And I love Brock. He's actually, like, one of my favorites, but I'm I, he wasn't the guy to do it. Right. And what I kind agree. of irritated me with that is, you know, I thought, okay, well, at least they're going to build Brock up and then, you know, kind of use and him. And then nothing. Torch. I think his next actual loss after that was Goldberg. In, like, right. 
eight seconds. That, that like, whole thing was you, a mess, though. Exactly. It's like you at least could have, you know, had Brock lose cleanly to your next upcoming guy or something like that, and they didn't even yeah. do that. So that was kind of devastating because they really did book Brock like a beast after that. Like he destroyed right. John Cena at SummerSlam a few months later. And that was awesome. I, you know, I don't like John Cena, so I <laughs> enjoyed that. But um, after that, it was, just, it was really weird with the Undertaker's career. Like he, he came back and like a year later against Bray Wyatt had a decent match. But then when he came back again to attack, um, Brock Lesnar, they had a really good feud. Their matches at SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell were amazing. I'm thinking they of the Undertaker's really back. And then, you know, 2017 was like the worst year for The Undertaker. He looked mm. like he couldn't barely walk. I thought he was going to die on the ring. Yeah, it was horrible. It was for any it was Undertaker. So sad. It, was, it was devastating. It's like, you know, I don't want to see any legend go down like that. You know, it looks like barely can move and then you know we all knew he needed surgery and kind of figured he was probably done after that but then of course you know he keeps coming back and back and he wanted um, to vindicate himself yeah i did it yeah and i and like, i think he did um the, I mean, think he did too. the yeah. match versus um john cena at wrestlemania it was quick but i feel like you know <laughs> you saw the energy and the burst that he had right. and then you know they ruined it again you know that goldberg match at saudi arabia was a train wreck Mm-hmm. Um, so bad. Then, I yeah, actually they, watched that right before, like, I started getting ready to meet you guys through Zoom, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is awful." Yeah, they that blamed WWE for that. You know, Goldberg is not the guy that you want to do a 10-15 match with, especially yeah. with another old guy. You know, that it, just it, it, it didn't was, pan out well. Goldberg's exactly. not really a wrestler. The Undertaker was already spent. It, it was just. It, it was hard to watch, and it was. I am sure that that is not what either of them wanted as a staple, oh, no. like as a staple in their career, you know. Because that was then, built as like a dream match, and you know that was really hyped up to be a big disaster. Deal. Yeah, it was a disaster. I don't know what WWE was thinking with that, you know. Um, but yeah, then you know, at the end of the day, Undertaker, AJ Styles, WrestleMania. I'll have to say that was my top dream match for AJ Styles when he signed with WWE. I wanted Styles really? to take her at WrestleMania. I Aww. got it. Not necessarily the way I expected it, but it was still a very fun match to watch. What did you all think about that match? <laughs> so listen, right before this WrestleMania is when Jerry and I were talking, well, Wild Spice and I were talking about like, hey, so how about we get into wrestling? As this match is happening, at, we're texting each other. We're like, hey, did you see that? What the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. And then I'm like, do you just want to do this? That's, like, that, absolutely, yeah. yes. We it actually, was that match. Yeah, it was that match that we decided to do a podcast. Um, that face beat was born. But yeah. when it happened, now, again, I will say I hadn't been keeping up with wrestling because life happens and all that stuff. So when I saw that Undertaker, I didn't even know that he was still wrestling. <laughs> even so, when I was like, "Wait, Undertaker is it has a matchup at, at like right now, like this WrestleMania with this guy that I don't know?" Okay, and <laughs> I watched it and I loved it. I I loved everything about it. Watching the last ride and seeing how. It, um, seeing everything that led up to that gives me like a different kind of appreciation for him as a performer and everything. Cause absolutely with the uh, passing of his, uh, uh, who's it, his brother or his dad. 
His dad. His brother. Yeah, it was his brother. Run. It was his brother. Okay. Yep. And so, uh-huh. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, but like knowing all of that stuff that was like leading up to it, it was just insane. And the fact that like they had to come up with this Boneyard match concept because of the- On the fly. On the fly because of the pandemic and everything. So that was just insane. I loved it though. I was like, what a way for, and again, I didn't realize that that was going to be his retirement match. I didn't know. So when I watched it, I was like, this is a hell of a way to go out. I think that they did the best with what they could. And I think that was- as long as it satisfied him, I think that's all I truly cared about. Because as much as I love him, I don't want him to keep searching. Hurting himself? Not, not hurting himself. It's, I don't want, I want him to be satisfied. I don't want him to keep searching for the perfect match, you know, or the, the perfect ending. Like, I want him to just be able to walk away from something and be like, you know, that was great. Because he couldn't do that with WrestleMania 30. He couldn't do that with the Roman Reigns match. He couldn't do that with like a bunch of stuff because some shit would always go down. So I think um, Boneyard was a perfect way for him to like fight an up and comer like AJ, who's like one of the biggest rising stars of the WWE. I think that was great. I think it was, I mean, it was awesome. It was in a freaking graveyard, man. It was giving me all the feels I need. I loved it. That's my two cents. <laughs> That's all I'll well, say. Um, so, okay, so the last match with The Undertaker that I was able to watch as it was happening, not necessarily live, uh, I mean, not necessarily at the venue because I haven't been to a single um, wrestling match. I know, I know, I will change that once quarantine ends. <laughs> <laughs> but the last one that I got to see was the one with Roman. And Roman being one of my favorite wrestlers, I was very like i was heartbroken heartbroken for both roman and the undertaker so when i found out that this was happening with aj styles i was i was concerned i was a little just hesitant about how this was going to pan out especially because i figured that it was going to be a you know a cinematch um and I was worried that he was going to exert himself to the same point that I saw him get to when he was fighting Roman. I didn't want him to uh, put another, like, hit another nail on the coffin of The Undertaker, so to speak. You know what right. I mean? Right. I mean, that makes sense, though. Like, if you're worried I, about it, given... I was truly worried. Yeah, I was I, really worried. Sense. But when, <laughs> when I actually watched it, like, I was ecstatic. I... I have a love-hate relationship for AJ Styles. I think that he is the pettiest soccer mom I have ever seen in my life. Uh, so I was really enjoying seeing him get his butt whooped by this freaking living legend. Yeah. I think it was well done. The whole, you know, the fact that they were, that they were able to cut and switch angles and just do some Hollywood magic really allowed The Undertaker to portray an exit that I feel is worthy of his legacy. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel that's you. That's my two cents. That's <laughs> yeah, your two cents. So <laughs> my two cents, and you know, I will first of all, I have to, you know, agree with um, Wild Spice. Like, if, if the Undertaker is truly happy with the way he, you know, went out, then I'm happy as well. Um, obviously, I didn't expect this to be his last match. I kind of figured they would do something kind of like what they did with Kurt Angle, where they kind of advertise it ahead of time and do some kind of farewell tour or right. retirement. Right. 
big match or something like that. I was expecting it to happen this upcoming WrestleMania. Um, it was definitely a great match. It was very bone chilling and it was entertaining. You know, I have no complaints with the match, especially with, you know, the current pandemic. It, uh, right. it was a very creative way to counter the fact that there was no crowd because yeah, wrestling yeah. with no crowd is like, I f I'm used to it now, but at the time it was still weird. And especially right. from WrestleMania when there's usually like 80,000 people in the crowd and now you have nothing. It's just, it was very like uncomfortable. So it's like, I, that was a really creative thing that WWE did and I think they really you know knocked it out of the park um and it and it definitely fit the Undertaker's theme especially with him riding off you know on the bicycle at the end it, it, it just fit perfectly um it's just, breakfast club moment breakfast club moment breakfast. yes <laughs> it just part of me just doesn't feel convinced that he's actually retired because anyone who knows the undertaker knows that you know he's said that a million times before and he's admitted it during you know the documentary and the one thing that there's two things actually that really you know stuck with me he he straight up said if vince is ever in a pinch right. he basically said he'll be there yeah and then the other thing is undertaker's old school when a legend retires they go out putting over someone else mm -hmm. that did not happen undertaker one so i'm kind of thinking if what if this is a storyline they're doing and maybe next year come wrestlemania mm -hmm. season aj styles calls undertaker out wanting you know that try to get his win back undertaker i would comes I back because it. it just the one thing that doesn't feel right is undertaker having a retirement match without a crowd He's right, the guy right. that you want to see kind of have that moment Absolutely. with the crowd, just like Shawn Michaels did. And Rick but if I may, don't you think he kind of already had that, even though it was a fake retirement? Yeah, he did. Like, he got that moment. He got everybody mourned, you know? So I think it's kind of like best of both worlds situation. Like, just because it didn't happen at the same time doesn't mean that we didn't feel... Him leave. No, it's not like we didn't feel him. Like when he retired, I mean, like you watch that back and you just see like all the people crying. PJ said yeah. that she's never seen so many. I mean, she was there, our other co host who's not here right now, but she was there and she said she's never seen so many grown men like solemn like that, you know? So, I mean, I feel like he had his retired moment. And then, although he wasn't happy with the match, it was, I, I don't think he's looking for that. I think it's more of like, he wasn't satisfied with the way it ended. So he went, he was searching for that instead, but it's like, it already happened. We got the retirement moment and the match. So I think, I think he's at peace. That, that, that might just be me as much as I would love to see him wrestle in person. Cause I have never gotten the chance as much as I would love for that to happen. I also feel like this pandemic is changing a lot of people. <laughs> um, we're, we're realizing a lot of things. It's forcing us to look at ourselves and like what's important to us. And I, I, I think that what happened before that match of his makes him really see that what he wants is to be with his family, to watch his girls grow up, to be a dad and like focus on that because again, it can, it can be taken away at any moment. That's just my thinking. I think he's done. I think when he says like, oh, I'll come back if Vince really wants me to, that's on Vince. And if Vince does that, then that's on him. I really hope he doesn't do that. That's my thing. Do I trust Vince McMahon? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all.
dear pigs. Yeah, I don't trust him at all. You know, he's, you know, very <laughs> money hungry. And if yeah. he feels like he needs that big draw. I just feel like know. it's going to be a slippery slope, though. You know, like, if, yeah. what if he calls him back and then it's it's bad and then he's out here chasing the dream again? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't want that to happen. As much as I love him. I'm just like, I just, I would like to believe he's done. But I guess time will tell. Yeah, because you can go. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, that's no, 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 please no, go ahead. Okay, I, was, <laughs> I was saying, like, you just really got to think of Undertaker's health. Like, when I was watching that, you know, series, when he was, like, doing the stretches or whatever, his, like, nose started bleeding. Like, who? Like, yeah. that's bad, you know? And he's... All the surgeries he's had, you know, I did not know that. I knew he said right. some surgeries, but it's like, wow. And, you know, like, when he had that match with Goldberg and Goldberg did the suplex or whatever, and yep. the way he landed, it's like, it, it's it's too risky. Like, we saw it with is. Sting, like, when he took that um, turnbuckle bomb by Seth Rollins, you know, just, the, you know, a move that he's done plenty of times with other wrestlers. You know, when you're that at, the, at that age – the littlest things can really damage you a lot more severely than, you know, 25, 30 year old wrestler, just because your body just mm -hmm. physically cannot handle the beating that you did. And Undertaker's been doing it for 30 years too. So you got to consider that he should not be wrestling at all anymore. Um, I hope he's done just because I do not want to see anything bad happen in the ring with him, you know, and you know, I'm satisfied yeah. with the match. I, I wish that, you know, it was kind of announced prior and we kind of knew we were watching his last match. I think mm -hmm. we appreciated it a little bit more because I was, you yeah. know, expecting him to come back a few more times. So it's right, like, right. but it, it, that's the Undertaker though. That's kind of his theme. You never really know. He's very mysterious. So I think it's cool. It's a unique way to see him go out. We, we don't really see that with other wrestlers. So I'm mm -hmm. fine with it at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get to. Like, this is such a, well, it was such a unique kind of um, match that even like if you, if you were to compare two cinema matches during this whole pandemic and you have like, let's say the graveyard match versus the recent one, the swamp match, okay. it's like that wasn't even a, yeah, that wasn't even a match. So like, let's not even really address that. The, the Undertaker actually had a match with, AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. It happened. It was, it was well thought out. It was well executed. I don't want the man to get hurt. Like you guys have said already, he, he's at a point where as much as he still takes care of his physique, the amount of not just surgeries that his body has endured, but like the cognitive uh, diminishment that his, that he currently has, like he, his brain, as much as he could be all there, cannot take as much as it once did. So I just, I just don't want him to keep putting him, himself in that position. I would like to see him make appearances, not necessarily to wrestle. How? I have no idea. I don't know how to achieve that without compromising his character. I don't know how to, uh, maybe kind of like in a mentor mentorship position if i saw you i saw you like gasp jury i'm just gonna ice. i'm just gonna have to disagree because i just feel like knowing what we know of him to put him even near it he's gonna want to be back that, that's a you know a like point. it's yeah. gonna be like it's like daniel bryan all over again like i don't want to be a manager i don't want to do this like i want to be in the ring and fucking he made it happen yes but <laughs> but you know it's like 
I feel like if he was in it, like it's one of those things where you just got to cut it. You just got to, you just got to let it go. Just let him go. Just let him go be with the family. But also like back to what you were saying, JT, like knowing about it being the retirement match. I think that's why it's also cool when we had that little farewell to take her on SmackDown that they showed it again, because yeah. it was like, now we can sit here and like knowing what we know now fully appreciate this match for what it was, um, for what it did for AJ, what it did for Undertaker, like, you know, knowing everything. I, it was more like watching like art at that point. The second time I watched it, I was like, Oh, look at that. Like knowing like when he smashed the arm through the, through the car and that they had to stop and pick out all the glass that he had. I was like, God, look at that cut. It was seamless. I didn't even notice. And it's like the whole thing. So yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I want him. I just want him to be happy. And if coming back make, wrestling makes him happy. And healthy. Then, Let's yeah, see happy, happy and, and healthy. healthy. Yes. Happy and healthy. That's the best way. If, if he can, if he could do that, but I just feel like I wouldn't be able to, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to cut it cold turkey and be like, let me be on my, on my farm or wherever he lives. Because <laughs> I know after like, uh, I forgot, I think it was the John Cena match. Maybe he was, you know, content with never wrestling again. But then when WrestleMania 35 came along, he had mentioned that he really started getting the itch and he really started missing it. And then, you know, yeah. so you saw him come back and wrestle a few more times. Um, personally, I still do want to see some kind of interaction between him and Sting. Like, they could just have, like, a stare down in the ring. I, it's mm -hmm. not a match I really want anymore. I feel like it would be a train wreck, like yeah. Goldberg and Undertaker. But I just I just want to see them in the ring together, you know. I know yeah, it would yeah. be the ultimate tease, but – and hopefully it wouldn't do anything, you know, to instigate the Undertaker to want to come back, like you mentioned, like – because you know, we know how he is we know he loves the business and all that but it's just i feel like it's just something that just needs to happen you know it just that's it's a uh, like that that's what i'm kind of like expecting I, I i don't want him to wrestle i really don't want him to hurt himself anymore but i still kind of like would like to see his persona um just i don't know that a, a stare down would sting would be like freaking awesome i would love to see that but i i want him to still be able to maybe partake with the industry because yes he's a hall of famer yes he's a living legend he is um he should be taking proper care of himself at home with his family but i just kind of feel like people like him who live for the business it's just too difficult to take them completely out of that um of that just space and pretend that they will be content otherwise. So I want him to be able to find kind of like a balance between being part of it, but not putting himself at risk anymore. That's why I was kind of like, just throwing it out there into the universe, dear Vince, maybe like a, like a mentorship kind of position. Like I, I am, this might just not fly and you guys might not like it, but if we're talking kind of like the same kind of, vibe even though they're still very different i would say kind of like a carrion cross character being all like oh i am the ruler of the underworld now and the undertaker be like cool here have my torch i don't know i don't know I'm i just sorry. pulled that out of my I butt just, i just pulled that out of my butt but like say that this. you're just gonna say that yeah out here without letting Man, let's manifest to it me. Let's Here's the thing, it. guys. I, I love Karrion Cross, JT. Like, 
He is my heart. He is my soul. I love Karen Cross for obvious reasons. Obviously, that's the same. It's like the same things. He's creepy. He's weird. I love it. I love everything about him. Just the thought of Undertaker coming back to put over Karrion Cross, like I would just fits all over the place. Like I would just be ascendant. I would be dead. Come mourn me on Sunday. Like I would, I would be dead. But um, so yeah, sorry. I just started playing it in my mind, and I started imagining this whole thing about like Karrion Cross. I was like, stop. I said it just I'm, for you. I'm sweating. I can't even. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that people might want that. I'm not saying that, that he's the best pupil. What a concept, though. Taker. Of course he is. What do you mean? I'm just, we, we can talk about that on our show if you want, but like, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course, that would be amazing. Get out of here. Karen Cross I mean, I'm the one who said it. I know. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you. Jesus, I'm agreeing with you for the first time. <laughs> like, three months. <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're back we have well, like yeah, heel turns and stuff on that our would show. be <laughs> a really fun match or at least a moment to watch like i mean i i would hope that they wouldn't like you know do anything to squash carrying cross but like, i can like, see like i could see him kind of like mocking undertaker and undertaker coming out like and choke slamming him or something like that right? Just, right, I, right, I, I right. undertaker doing stuff like that still picture this picture this okay just just bear with me here picture this okay carrying crosses call up to the main roster right he just like comes out amazing entrance scarlet bordeaux's there and then all of a sudden you hear the fucking dong and people lose their goddamn minds and then it's like the crowd goes wild i would be dead and it's okay i'll watch it from heaven or i'll watch it up from hell wherever the fuck i go but holy shit wherever the undertaker takes you oh vince make it happen vince i take it back dear vince i take it back (laughs) call him back call him back call him back i need him call the thing is that like WWE did like I think it's like a few months ago they re-signed Undertaker to like a 15-year deal yeah, like, so he's gonna make some appearances you're not gonna point. pay him money to sit home but, I mean. but wasn't that just so like that that they can use his likeness like to continue like selling whatever they need to sell or to put his face on things like that was more of like a you can use the name and me and whatever. The image and whatnot. Yeah, the Probably, image. Probably, but I still feel like I don't he's want... <laughs> gonna make some appearances here and there. Kind of like right. what Ric Flair does every now and then, you know. That's what I was thinking. I'll let, y'all, I'll let you Rick keep on. there. I'll let you hold on to your dreams. I won't shatter them today. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll definitely see The Undertaker on TV again outside of, a, you know, a Hall of Fame induction, you know. Um, it's hard not to, you know, like I said, not to make, especially like a Saudi Arabia, I can see him coming out and doing a quick choke slam like and that, walking yeah. away, like stuff <laughs> small like that, you know. Um, Maybe. Here's hoping. I, would, I mean, I don't, you know, that would be awesome. I would love, I would love that. But who knows? But yeah. <laughs> Did uh, either one of you two have something to add to The Undertaker's career? No. Epic, legendary talent. Amazing. I think he's low-key, like, underrated, too, because when people talk about, like, the best wrestler in history at WWE, they always say Stone Cold Mm -hmm. or Rock, Hulk Hogan, but it's like The Undertaker was there for 30 years, you know. Hulk Hogan was in the business for a long time, too, but, you know, he, you know, not like The Undertaker, though, like... You know, I feel like Hulk Hogan, once when we got into, like, the early 2000s, he kind of phased out a little bit. He was here and there in WWE, but then a lot of people don't really remember his TNA career and stuff like that, but The Undertaker Mm -hmm. was in the biggest promotion consistently for 30 years, and 
you know, Stone Cold, a lot of people don't, you know, remember. He, his career really wasn't that long. It was maybe like a it decade. Wasn't. <laughs> Same thing with The Rock. It wasn't, you know, that long either. So it's like Undertaker was here for every era, fought big names from Hogan, Jake the Snake, Stone Cold, The Rock, CM Punk, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Like he's competed against everyone. He had the streak. I would have to say, you know, including like Triple H, I feel like Undertaker and Triple H are the two top dogs out there when it comes to their longevity and just everything yes. accomplished. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> a staple, a stone of this, a cornerstone of this company, of this business. Um, he He's just a joy to to watch perform not just as a not just as an athlete but just as a performer he mm-hmm. he is so dedicated he is so willing to give um, so humble also so like incredibly humble. humble just so just the way that he truly cares about like you know the locker room stuff and make sure like hey i'm here for you he doesn't get like clouded with the whole competition because that's just how it is when you're the best you're the best and you don't have to you don't have to bring anybody down that's right. Prove it. You know, he's always there, like making sure lifting somebody up like an incredible scene partner. He's always, always making sure that if he's supposed to be putting somebody over, he's putting somebody over. And if he's, you know, always just giving his best and his love for the sport, for the industry, the love of what he does, the love that he has for, I mean, like even his boss, like it's just yeah. incredible. Undertaker, Fantastic man, artist. there will uh, just rare diamond, diamond in the rough. I think that there are very few artists as artists that you can truly say have purely bled for their art mm-hmm. the way that the under that the undertaker has and that you know that is that is something I'm not sure if it's disturbing or beautiful or just heart-wrenching but it surely is something to be like to to be respected yep Oh, absolutely like you have to respect the man at the end of the day you know i like to definitely put him on my mount rushmore like oh, this no. guy was my childhood he and then you know the guy the fact that the guy wrestled from when i was literally like one year old to 30 years old now that's just crazy yeah. so it's i have a lot of respect for the guy um you know i there's no one out there, no wrestling fan that you I've ever seen like bash the guy. Like that's just how much he's respected. You know, a yeah. lot of popular wrestlers out there, you they have their haters. You don't see that with the Undertaker. People love him, respect him. I I hope that he's you know happy and content. I hope he doesn't ever feel like he has to do it again. You know, so yeah, let's just see what happens. You know, see. Hopefully, I'm expecting him to be you know inducted until next year's Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I just got chills. I just wonder now if we're gonna get the Undertaker or Mark was Galloway, I think his last name is. Oh, he's oh I don't know. Mark Galloway. It'd be yeah. kinda weird seeing him on a WWE like program, you know, thing and not being the Undertaker. No, he's gotta be in the garb, right? <laughs> it would be cool too if Sting inducted him. It, it would it would, you know, be a pretty interesting thing too. That would be our face to face, you know, thing. Yeah, uh, that would be an interesting resolution. I'm saying if, that would be cool Gordy, too. If at the end of it, Undertaker's speech, you know, Sting's theme comes out, and he comes out with his tuxedo and he has the face paint, and you know, they just have a quick right, stare right. on the handshake. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I feel like in some way. Because I got so excited. <laughs> me too. It's like it has to happen in some way, shape, or form. Put Undertaker and Sting in the same room. 
on some kind of WWE televised show. Your with- talent is wasted here, JT. You need to go right for the <laughs> WWE right now. I need this to fucking happen. I'll this is how it, this yeah. is going down. <laughs> wasted talent. I'm telling you. <laughs> and it just kills me knowing that they both competed at the same WrestleMania just in different matches like they could have happened but they just never never did it i mean maybe that was going to be the plan but obviously no one planned for sting to get hurt so we really don't know what could have happened yeah but um yeah i think that wraps it up um so i just want to thank you both wild spice and the baker from um face beat high podcast so um yes. thank you all for joining the show and i have to ask real quick where did you get your name from for your podcast <laughs> so that's a so very I, interesting name Baker. actually <laughs> the wonderful and amazing princess jellybean who's currently not here today she's actually the one who came up with the with the name we all ended up you know absolutely loving it but we were like we are three badass women we beat our faces to like take on to this world and also um yeah we would be faces if we were wrestling and we would beat the heels but them heels keep them high yeah it was more it's because you know like when it's like a slang words it's a slang term for when you like do makeup or like when drag queens do makeup it's like they're beating their faces so it's like face beat meaning like your makeup ready like you're ready to go always heels we always do our makeup before we record Always. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of play on words. I think, yeah, PJ is just incredibly talented and she's the one who came up with it, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we want to do a podcast. How do we do this? She's yeah. like, I got you a name. And we're like, oh. Yeah. And the funny thing is I've always had a hard time like remembered. I, I like when I would talk to like some of my other like podcast friends and all that, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do something with the face, the, the beat them up, you know, like I would always <laughs> think about using like tongue tie and all that. I'm like, hold on, let me look. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it always, it, I have a hard time connecting all that together, but yeah. Um, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, do you all want to share your social media for your podcast and tell yeah. us a little yeah. bit about your show? Yeah, uh, all right. So our show, Face Beat Heels High, uh, it's three of us, three women. We basically drink and we talk wrestling. As JT mentioned earlier, we do use the Undertaker dong because we are drinking alcohol throughout the recording. And so we basically each have a shot of alcohol that we each can dedicate to anything that happened in the wrestling world that week. We can dedicate it to Michael Cole. We can dedicate it to Muse. We can dedicate to any moment and we all have to take the shot. So the undertaker dong signifies we have to take the shot (laughs) and uh, the bell. Yeah. Undertaker's bell. Undertaker's bell. Um, And so, yeah, we just basically, we just drink and we cover raw NXT and SmackDown along with the pay-per-views when they happen or any, uh, and when there's not a pay-per-view, we cover any random news that's happening. But yeah, it's fun. Come play with us. We just had our 15th episode and um, we did like a little birthday party for ourselves, like a sweet 15, because that's what you do in the Latin culture. We don't have sweet 16s. You have sweet 15. So if you want to watch that, that video is up on YouTube. Um, if you guys want to follow us, um, it's Facebeat Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And both on our bios, you can find all of the links. We are available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Podbean. So wherever you guys listen to podcasts, we should be there. But yeah. Come and check us out. Come drink with us. All right, Please. Sure we really come. do like to drink. <laughs> yeah. Make sure y'all check them out. Go drink with them. Um, same thing with us. Make sure you follow us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram at Oface Wrestling. Um, thank you two ladies again, the Baker and Wild Spice for joining us today on Oface Wrestling. It was definitely fun. I really wanted to do something with someone talking about the Undertaker. I feel like you can't Yay. ignore that moment. So thank you all so much. Thank you once again for having us. No problem. Really had fun. It was definitely a joy. Um, so thank you all for listening. Have a good day. You too. Bye.